Hello, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. Welcome back to Father and Son, a Star Wars podcast. Recently, we did a two-part review of Star Wars Adventures of Wild Space, which is my absolute favorite book series. If you haven't listened to our review, we highly recommend you watch it before you before you see this interview. I don't know how many times you've read Adventures in Wild Space, but I know it's a lot of times. I remember, you know, you're reading the books, you read them very often, and then you started listening to the Audible, and you would listen to the Audible when you're cleaning your room. When you're playing with your Legos, you know, you would play it right before you go to bed. And, you know, at the time I didn't read the books and, you know, I was just listening in on the Audible and I just couldn't really understand what was going on. But when I finally read the books, I said, these books are fantastic. So I am so glad that we've come to this point now. Yep. And the books were co-written by Kevin Scott and now... Our special guest, Tom Huddleston, and also one of my favorite authors. All right. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Well, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Uh, my name's Tom Huddleston. This is Jonah Hope Huddleston. It's a father and son podcast. So yes, it is. made sense to uh, have a little cameo from this guy here. <laughs> Welcome, but, Jonah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Okay. So thanks for taking I might just pass this guy along and then we'll we can get started properly. Not a problem. Not a problem. Take your time. Yeah. We are very excited for this moment. So, so uh thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to join us on Father and Son. So welcome. Thank you. Uh when did you know you wanted to become a writer? Oh, um, really early um so i think I, I got a typewriter for my birthday when i was probably seven or eight I've, i do school events sometimes and uh to promote my books and um before that i got a typewriter for my birthday when I was seven or eight, and some kid always sticks their hands up and goes what's a typewriter <laughs> a typewriter was like a laptop before a laptop and you put paper in it and typed. yeah you had the uh, ribbon and stuff and yeah. then you had yeah we had the ribbon yeah you had to go and buy new ribbons um but yeah so i used to write stories about my teddy bears going into space and um i remember when i went to see the movie back to the future i went home and like wrote down the whole story because it was so exciting and it was so cool um, so yeah, you know, and, and that would have been when I was nine because it came out in 85. So, um, yeah, from a, from a really early age, I wanted to be a writer. My grandmother, um, on my mother's side was a writer. She published, um, kind of crime stories, uh, under the name Jean Fraser. Um, so, you know, I had kind of a role model for being a writer in my life and, and yeah, so it was something that I always wanted to do. Um... Well, how often do you write? Um, every day of the week. 
Um, so, I mean, I, I no longer have at, at the moment a full-time job. So writing is my full-time job at the moment. Um, so yeah, I write, I try to write from kind of 9am to 3pm, um, five days a week. Obviously I take weekends off to be with my boy, but yes, um, I try and write for a, a good chunk of, of every day of the week. Same here. Good. <laughs> so how do you develop your characters? Ooh, good question. Um, I mean, with... Um, Milo and Lena in Adventures in Wild Space, obviously I, I developed them in conjunction with Kevin Scott and with Emile Fortune at Egmont, who was um, editing the series and was very, very involved with the creative side of it. Um, so we kind of worked on them together. Um, to quite a large extent, um, when I was writing the characters, I was thinking of Lena as my older sister uh, I have a sister who's three years older than me called Sarah, and I was thinking of Milo as me, because <laughs> we had quite a similar relationship. And also I have a niece and nephew with a similar age gap. Um, so I thought about them. Um, so yeah, th those two characters were very much based on myself, my own experiences, my family. Um, and I think when you're writing characters, particularly of that age, um, then that's a good thing to do, to kind of base it around people that you know and people that, you know, people in your family and people that you went to school with and that kind of stuff. Okay, and what's your process for revising your book? For, for what? Revising? For, for revising, for editing. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I, the way I write is I write very, very quickly. So I will tend to um, map out the story in quite a lot of detail. I know that there, there are some writers like Stephen King, for instance, or J.K. Rowling, who say that they just make it up as they go along. Um, I say, yeah, you can kind of tell that sometimes when you get <laughs> stories. But I, I prepare everything in advance. I completely thrash out the story. And then I write the first draft very, very quickly. Um, accepting that it's not necessarily going to be perfect. Um, and then I put it away for a couple of weeks and then I come back to it. And that's when I start revising and editing. And that's the fun part for me. You know, um, I think of it like a movie, like the outline is the script and the first draft is kind of getting the actors and getting everyone in their place. And then the other drafts are like shooting it. So it's making it good basically and making making sure everything's everything's right everything flows um yeah let's talk about star wars adventures in wild space how were you approached how were you approached by disney and lucasfilm to write the series i actually went through egmont who were the british publishers so at the time they um i think they'd been approached by disney and lucasfilm to put together a um Star Wars book series for young people. Um, why they decided to come to the UK to do that initially, I'm not sure. Um, you'd have to ask them. Um, I guess maybe the UK has a has a, a good track record for for kids books. Um, but it was through um, I'd recently published a book called The Waking World, which was my first novel, and um, worked with a woman at Random House uh, called Lauren who. Um, 
who who had been part of the team who had put that book together and her husband uh, was Emil who was working at Egmont who was putting together the Adventures in Wild Space saga. So when I said to her, you know, I'm looking for other stuff to work on, she said, well, actually, my husband is putting the Star Wars series together. And she knew I was a big Star Wars fan. At the time, I was working at Time Out magazine, um, which uh, is based in London, but there's also, there's a New York Time Out, and, you know, they're all over the world. But I'd written a big Star Wars piece. I'd written a 50 Star Wars characters piece, which you can track down online if you get the urge. Um, so she knew that I was a Star Wars fan and he was putting these Star Wars books together and she knew that I could write for the right age group. So we just got together, him and I, in a pub and uh, he told me what they were putting together and would I like to put some ideas together for it. So I wrote some initial chapters which I was told weren't Star Warsy enough, but the writing itself was good enough that I came on board and met Kevin Scott for the first time. He'd, he was much more experienced than me. So he'd written a lot of Doctor Who stuff and um, other uh, other books in 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 the kind of you know tie-in movie tie-in uh, field, which I'd never done before. So he was really um, encouraging to me, and he showed me the ropes, and, uh, and and that was great. I mean, we we worked on it for quite a long time before we ever met in person, but we went back and forth and discussed the characters, and um, you know, initially. The plots for the first couple of books, so Cavan's first book, The Heist, my first book, was The Heist his first one or was it, the, I can't remember, but anyway, um, my first book, The Nest, um, those, those first couple of books, the, the plots were kind of handed to us to quite a large extent, so we were kind of writing a plot that was you know, we, we fleshed out the characters and we fleshed out the worlds and all this kind of stuff, but, and the action, but the plots were basically handed to us. But as the series went on, we were allowed more and more leeway to kind of create our own stuff and to be more imaginative. And um, so by the time we got to the last book, The Rescue, um, that was all me. You know, I was, I was coming up with my own stuff, you know, The Planet of the Mushrooms, that was me. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> Adventures of Wild Space is a seven book series, and Kevin Scott wrote four of the books, and you wrote three. How did you yeah. decide who was going to write which ones? That wasn't that. Yeah, that it wasn't a decision that I had any uh, part in. So, Kevin wrote a little sort of introductory book, uh, which came out over here for World Book Day, and then he wrote the first kind of proper full length installment. Um, and then I picked it up with the nest. It was—it wasn't something. It, you know, I was just—I was asked to write ones that I wrote. Okay. Well, did you have to share notes with Kevin because you needed to know where to pick up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I mean, we were writing simultaneously, essentially. So um, I would have to read his notes and early drafts of the first book while I was writing the nest to make sure that they paired up, um, and then when we were a little way in, it wasn't initially going to, um, to, to match up with Rebels, to link in with Star Wars Rebels. But I think Lucasfilm saw a little opportunity to link into something that was already ongoing. So that little, that idea of them going to Lothal and, uh, you know, Ezra Bridges' parents, that came in 
you know, I think we'd, we'd both written first drafts of the first books by the time those ideas started going around. And then the same happened again with The Rescue and uh, Rogue One. So they said, you know, they didn't tell me the plot of Rogue One, but they said, can you put this kind of droid in and we're going to have Tarkin and yeah, you know, I got to write lines for Grand Moff Tarkin, what an amazing privilege. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually going to be our next few questions in, in regards sure. to how Adventures in Wild Space ties into Rebels. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, as my dad just said, it does tie into Rebels. And for those of our viewers who don't know, uh, Adventures in Wild Space took place 15 years before Star Wars Rebels. It's about the Graf family, these explorers who are traveling to unknown sections of wild space. So, so their father's name is Oric, and the mother's name is Rissa. They're both cartographers. Their daughter Lita is eleven years old, and Milo is ten. They also have a pet coac, pet coac, a monkey lizard named Mork, and a cranky droid named Crnar. Uh, Lita and Milo are the main characters whose parents are kidnapped by the Empire. So they travel to Lithal after picking up a communication signal. And they trace it back to the bridgers, Ezra and Mira, a frame in Mira. The parents of Ezra Bridger. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. But that's, that's, that, so that's a good. That's a good summary of the story, how it ties in, right? So it actually leads us into a question that you already answered, but the question was going to be, um, who made the decision to connect Adventures in Wild Space with Rebels? But you mentioned that was the Lucasfilm Story Group. As far as I know, yeah, that was that was a story group decision. Um, I mean, obviously, everything came through Emil at uh, Egmont, but yeah, as far as far as I know, that was a story group decision, and you know, I think it was a really good one because Rebels is a fantastic show, and it was really nice to, you know, link these books, which when we initially started writing them were completely their own thing. Although there was a brief Darth Vader appearance, other than that, they were completely their own universe but it was nice to kind of weave it into the the ongoing Star Wars universe it was it was really exciting and then as I've said to to, to really bring it home with talking at the end was just uh, was was amazing right and it makes it canon as well which was something yes. I was not aware of when I read the books because you know most books you know for young readers related to Star Wars is not canon so I was very surprised when I read the series that I yeah recognize these characters from Rebels and from Rogue One. Director Krennic is also yeah. making the book as well in the in the seventh book. And do you know if there was any conversation with the story group in regards to maybe bringing the characters Alina and Milo into Rebels? Um, I don't think so. I think that by the time, I can't remember exactly how things overlapped, but I think that by the time Adventures in the Wild Space had really got going, Rebels was already starting to wind down. I think they'd, they, 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 they were moving towards that final season. I see. Okay. So, okay. So I don't think so. Though Lena and Milo do turn up again later in some stuff that Gavin has written for the Star Wars Adventures um, comic book series. Yeah. Uh, with, yes. Yeah. So Lena and Milo pop up there, along with a character based on me, apparently. <laughs> now, that, that makes sense, because I was wondering, it, it seemed that the books and Rebels were 
uh, coming out simultaneously. And I didn't know if that was considered because I thought that would have been nice for a couple of reasons. One, to promote the book. If you had yeah. the characters Alina and Milo in Rebels and yeah. introducing these characters and telling their backstory and how they know uh, Ezra Bridger's parents. And maybe yeah. because when they meet Ezra in the book, he's, he's a baby. And maybe they could have, the three of them, Lena, Milo, and Ezra could have told stories about Ezra's parents that maybe Ezra yeah. didn't know about. Um, and also at, you know, there was a point where Lena and Milo also joined the rebellion, which Ezra does as well. So they have something in common. And, yeah. and the other thing too, is in regards to how the empire impacted their lives, you know, with their parents, yeah. you know, um, we don't know the fate of the, the Grath, parents, but we do know Ezra, according to uh, Star Wars stories, is that um, Ezra's parents were arrested by the Empire and put in prison. There was a riot that took place in the prison, and it was an outbreak, but unfortunately, um, his parents lost their lives during the prison, um, an attempted prison escape. Um, so it would have been a nice opportunity to have an introduction to Lena and Milo, but I understand if that yeah. wasn't the case because of the timing was off. And like you I said, think simply because, you know, an animated series, especially an animated series with so many episodes, I think you know, it takes much longer to put together than, than, um, than the books did. I mean, you know, the, 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 the books that we were writing... If you convert, if you transform them, they would be roughly an episode of Star Wars Rebels, and they were doing, you know, 20, 22 episode seasons, I believe. About that, yeah, that sounds right. Um, so, you know, the amount of work that must have gone into those, I'm sure they were working way, way ahead. So, um, so I don't think that there was an, an opportunity for that to for that to happen. Yeah, it, it would have been lovely. Do you have a comment you want to make? Yes. Okay. I was gonna say I can think of an easy way to introduce them into Rebels. Like, remember at the end of season four when they went back to Lothal? They could have popped up during that time. That's a good point. They could have done that, yeah. yeah. But again, yeah, I don't know how earlier on the scripts were written for Rebels. And um, I I think the Bridges pop up in book five, right? Or is it sooner than that? Three, I believe. Oh, is it three? Okay, okay. And, And three. And then in four. Okay, so they start off in three. Okay, yeah. So again, you know, I'm I'm sure if the story group and the producers had the opportunity to introduce Lena and Milo into Rebels, they would have done so. But you know, unfortunately, that that didn't happen. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And you brought up book number seven, the rescue. I wanted to talk about the last book. Um, yeah. And uh, after. Uh, we explained to, you know, why the empire, let's ex- talk about why the empire actually wanted the Graf parents, right? So the Graf parents, like you said, they're cartographers. They have knowledge of uh, many unknown regions in wild space. And- Knowing uh, the empire, they want to conquer it. Right, and you know, at this time, of course, the Clone Wars has ended and the like empire- just recently. Yes, and the empire is trying to rule or reigning the galaxy at the moment and they were looking to expand. Um, so the, the Graf parents were found on uh, a planet called Agaris with Governor, Governor Tarkin is holding them as, as, as hostages. And Agaris is a mining colony and it's full of valuable minerals called a quardanium, which is used yeah. to build weapons. Blasters. Yeah. Yes. 
the natives of the planet, the Agarians are fungi, mushrooms. From the outside, they look harmless, but Agarians are sentient beings who are equipped to defend themselves from enemies. I would like to know, what is the story behind creating these Agarians? Um, I guess I, I, I love the idea of sentient. I'm not the first author to write sci-fi stories with sentient fungi. I mean, the idea goes back quite a long way. Um, certainly one book that I read, which dealt with the idea really interestingly, was a book called Finch by Jeff Vandermeer, who also wrote uh, Annihilation. Um, so, yeah, the idea of sentient fungi is, 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 is certainly not original to me, um, but it just felt like something Star Wars hadn't done before. And it felt like something that would just be really unexpected and cool. As I said, like by this point, um, you know, I was essentially being given free reign to, 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 to pitch whatever story I wanted to. I fully expected Lucasfilm Story Group to turn around and go, that's silly, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. We're not having a planet of talking mushrooms, but they loved it. So, um, so yeah, you know, it, it was just, it was purely out of trying to do something that felt like it could fit into the wider Star Wars universe, but that had that we hadn't seen before. Um, so that was, that was the idea. It was just, yeah, trying to do something slightly wild and, and, and different. Um, and, and going back to this Quadanium thing, I, I understand that Quadaniums also was used to build the Death Star. So that's where the, that's where the director Krennic Tarkin relationship comes in. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of Quadanium involved in building the Death Star. So, uh, so that's why that pair in particular are so desperate to get their hands on vast reserves of it. And why we ha why I, I ended up, I mean, I'm, I don't want to spoil the ending too much for those who haven't read it. But, uh, you know, the, the, the ending had uh, um, to end in the way that it does because, as we know, the Death Star gets built. So the Empire gets its quadanium. So that ended up informing the end of the story. So while the story has um, essentially a positive ending, it's quite a bittersweet ending for the Agarians particularly and for, for, for the main characters. Yes. It, Adventures in Wild Space is a very well-written series. Um, and, you know, thank you to Keith and Keith's mom who introduced uh, me to the books. I'm wondering, do you, I, in my opinion, I feel that they're, um, I feel that they're underrated. And I don't know if you feel the same way. And I'm thinking if, if I didn't have children, I may not have known about Adventures in Wild Space because I don't see it publicized very much uh, with Star Wars or Lucasfilm. Uh, do you feel the same way? Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, you know, I, I don't think it's a, a lack of enthusiasm on uh, Lucasfilm's part. Um, I think they, they were published first in the UK and I don't think they hit the kind of sales that, um, that perhaps they were hoping for, and maybe that impacted on the US release. I mean, I think it's, 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 uh, it's, it's really hard to market kids' books, to be honest. It's, it's mm. really 
this thing, but there are there are very few um, areas in which that is uh, done. I mean, in the UK, certainly, there's almost no one who reviews kids' books anymore. There are no magazines dedicated to children's books. There are very few um, newspapers that will run articles on children's books unless it's J.K. Rowling or a celebrity author. Um, so I think maybe even though Star Wars ha has that kind of name attached to it, I think it's hard to get the word out about children's books. And I'm guessing that in the US, that's the same. I think these things tend to have quite a slow build. So people like yourself will discover Adventures in Wild Space a few years down the line, um, rather than picking it up as the books are coming out. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting question. Um, I, I I would love it if the, the books got a bigger um, following, but you know the amount of people that I get tweeting to say how much they've loved them, and you know it's 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 fantastic. So um, I'm you know I'm, I'm really happy, and, and you know when I get to speak to people like Keith who really love the books, it's just very very cool indeed. And listen to your amazing reviews, which were just super super cool. Okay, so will there be any more books featuring Milo and Lena? That I couldn't say. Um, I'm certainly not involved in any conversations uh, regarding that. Cavan um, maybe, but he is very much uh, taken up with the High Republic at the moment. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's unlikely but you never know as i say the uh the, the reputation of the books is still building the readership of the books is still building so uh if the demand ends up being there i for one would go back to these characters like a shot and i know Kevin would too um i mean there's a huge gap between the end of the rescue and when they reappear in um in, in, in the comic books. So, you know, there's a lot there to explore for these two characters. So I would for sure be uh, up for it if Lucasfilm were interested. Okay, so you've written many other books, but we want to talk about the Flood World trilogy. The last book was released this year, in fact. Yeah, uh, just a weeks ago. So yeah, Flood Worlds. So I have copies of the books here. It's a trilogy, Flood Worlds, First Road, and Stormtide, which is the new one. We have um, yeah, I don't think they have actually had a US uh, release, which is a shame, but you've managed to uh, order them on Amazon anyway. So that is cool, um, I assume. Uh, yeah. Right. We, we do have them. <laughs> Here you go. Okay, that's fantastic. That's very, very cool indeed. Um, yeah. So, oh, even you've even got a new one. That's great. Yes, we did. We just we just received these books this past week, actually. Fantastic. Oh well, enjoy. Um, so, the Flood World trilogy is a trilogy of original stories for readers, kind of nine-ish to thirteen, fourteen-ish, and they're set. Um, a couple of centuries and an unnamed number of centuries in the future when climate change has had quite a serious effect on the planet and uh, the tides all over the world have risen <clears throat> and uh, low-lying cities of the world have been flooded. Um, and one of those cities is London. 
where the books take place. So there's been a wall built around the centre of the city, but outside the wall, um, there are all these tower, half flooded tower blocks and walkways and rafts linking them together. And that's kind of where the story takes place for the first book. It's sort of this floating slum, sort of a sort of a Dickensian slum, but in the future. Everyone's living very close to the water. And um, it's about two street kids called uh, Cara and Joe who uh, come into possession of a mysterious map, which leads them into, um, leads them to meet and eventually come into conflict with a society of seagoing adventurer types called the Mariners who are sort of the only society in this future who are trying to live uh, to trying to, to 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 live with the changing situation rather than pretend like the world is how it's always been and hide from the reality of this flooded world. So there's lots of kind of ideas about climate change and inequality and um, there's cops, there's gangsters, there's a lot of explosions and jet ski chases and submersible chases. And in the second book, they come to the US, actually, which has become a sort of warring, war-torn dust bowl. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I the second book is a road trip that myself and my partner and a friend of ours, we drove from Houston to LA. Um, and I basically took that road trip and transplanted it a couple of centuries into the future. And that is the second book. Nice. Yeah, there's 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 lots of you know it, there's loads of action. It's very kind of big scale. The experience of reading the books to be like watching a kind of really big, expensive blockbuster movie, essentially. Wonderful. Wow, wonderful! We can't wait to 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 read these books. They and I can't wait to hear your uh, opinions. Sure, so, yeah. not not a problem. Let me know what you think, both of you. Ah, absolutely. Thank you. Okay, well, you have a question here. So we already received copies of the books, right? This is your next question. Okay, what advice would you give to aspiring writers? Good question. I mean, I think it sounds to me like you're already doing it. I mean, it's just write all the time. Um, I, like I said, wrote a lot when I was a kid. Um, and then I stopped for a long time. Um, why I don't know, I think I just got distracted by studies and uh, growing up and going to university and having to work for a living and all this kind of stuff. And I stopped writing for a long time. Um, but when I came back to it, I just had to really force myself to just write a lot. And that is, you know, that's just the way to do it. And and uh, like I said, I, I work very quickly, um, but I, write everything again and again and again. So when you asked me that question about revising a draft, I, you know, Floodworld took maybe 20 drafts, you know, and I rewrite and rewrite and rewrite, and it always gets better. And take advice from other people. Take advice from your dad, take advice from your mum, let them read stuff, let them tell you what they think and take their suggestions on board. You don't always have to agree with the suggestions and you don't always have to do what they say, but even just, when somebody says, oh, this little bit doesn't quite work for me and I'm not sure, you know, why don't you try this? You could go, well, I see your point. I'm not gonna try that, but it leads you to another idea of your own. And yeah, so take advice, write all the time. Those are, those are, my, uh, those are my tips. Yeah. 
That's wonderful. We are big fans of your work. Uh, we like your writing style. Keith, especially, you have opened up in him a world of possibilities. And ever since he's read Adventures in Wild Space, he can't stop writing. And he's just creating. And yes, he's just creating. And he has an imagination uh, that he's putting down on paper. So it, it is wonderful to see. You are an inspiration. We thank you. That's incredibly cool to hear. That's yeah. really, really nice. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so um, much. It, it is an yeah, honor. Yes. I look forward to uh, I look forward to reading some of the stuff that you've written, Keith. How about that? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, he's sure. speechless right now. Believe it or not, he's speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, where can people find you? Um, I have a website, tomhuddleston.co.uk, which has uh, everything you need to know about Wild Space and Third World Trilogy and this other series that I've been working on called Warhammer Adventures, which is a similar kind of vibe to Star Wars Adventures in Wild Space, but set in the Warhammer universe. Um, with Kevin's workshop, uh, again, me and Kevin Scott worked on, on, on those. Uh, so that was great to work with him again. Um, uh, so the, yeah, that's tomhuddleston.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Tom, at tomhuddleston underscore. Um, I'm on Facebook. I've got a page. It's just... I think it's just facebook.com slash mm -hmm. Yeah, I am all over the internet and I'm physically in London. <laughs> all right. All right. Tom Huddleston, author of Star Wars Adventures in Wild Space and the Flood World series and many other books. Once again, this has been an honor having you on our show. Thank you once again. Keith, can you tell everyone where they can find us? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, and we also have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe. If you know anyone who are big Star Wars fans, send them our way. We also have a Facebook page. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All right. And then don't forget about our website, fathersofgalaxy.com. All right. So thank you once again. This was a very special interview and I hope it is. It's been an honor for me too. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, watching those videos just, you know, made my month so uh thank you so much wow. this is really really nice thank you thank you very much this is an honor and i hope this you know people who are watching this episode will inspire other writers yeah yes all right well thank you very much take care and we will see you again and you thank you very much indeed <laughs>